Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The horse is too old, too complacent, too brilliant. He turns, he shakes the kick, just on the stretch, stretch. Round three review for clicking balls. Uh, so the first thing we always do is talk through our highlight of the weekend pass. So Josh, what was your Boomer Harvey highlight for the week? <laughs> uh, well, if we're going to talk Boomer Harvey, it would be the one where he's uh, Drew Petrie's running into an open goal, um, having the ball over the back, and Boomer's running alongside him asking him the ball. And Petrie gave it to him. Well, he knows which which side of his bread it's buttered on. I think there's more the fact that uh, North have to take the uh, spirit of Tasmania back home, and that's a long fucking trek. Uh, and the whole time, if Boomer's there, saying, I want you to pass to me, I want you to pass to me, long fucking trip. It, that can make it a long time. Yeah, was that part of their sponsorship, wasn't it? That they're going to catch the, catch the ferry over, essentially. Uh, if really? by sponsorship you mean way to save money, then yeah. <laughs> I love a few weren't allowed back on the mainland when they came back by boat. <laughs> the best part is Boomer gets a concession card, so, you know, works out well. He gets two of them, seniors and under 12s. <laughs> Let's be honest, he snuck on the boat. He was a pain <laughs> shit. <laughs> Brenton, what was your highlight for the weekend past? Well, I think it's pretty fair to say that nothing uh, exciting happened this weekend at all. So I'm going to concentrate, concentrate on the shit, which was umpiring and Richmond's ability to handball the ball. Both, uh, I've never seen, well, actually, well, umpire, I've seen worse, but it was still pretty disappointing for how it's been for the season to date, which is two games, <laughs> uh, two rounds. But, um, yeah, uh, so the shit part, Richmond's ability to handball was just gone. Have you have you wiped out round one? Round, what happened then? <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, fair it's, enough. It's been a rough trot for Pretty for sure, I, I, should, I wasn't even drunk that game, was I? No. no that's an excuse. Should have been. <laughs> Victory I got drunk afterwards, that's why I forgot. Needed to go. be. Look, so, so, yeah. My highlight for the weekend, the first, the off football highlight, we went to Hillsville Sanctuary on Saturday, yep. and uh, my wife overheard the most American say uh, phrase you could ever imagine really? at uh, a zoo, which essentially... Hillsville Sanctuary is just a zoo. Yep. I think it was at the Goannas. They're coming right for us. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerously close. <laughs> I think it was at the Goanna. It was a rather large Goanna. And she overheard an American girl say to her other American friends, I'd hate to have to get out of the car to shoot that one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought if only she said after I put cheese on it you couldn't get any more American I'm bringing freedom right to it I'd hate to get out of the car to have to shoot that one wow well I mean it's amazing the obvious American answer would be to well don't get out of the car then are you tired of getting out of the car to shoot things (laughs) definitely wasn't getting out of the The new pop up holster from fucking Range Rover or some shit fucking pussy I guarantee there is a uh, a weapons holster thingy that you can attach to the door that rests yeah. your rifle on it. A rest. That's probably what it's called, isn't it? I think like uh, a true true American would just punch out the windscreen, <laughs> shoot through it, and just go for it. But yeah. look, my uh, football highlight, um, I- I'm going for Boomer as well, when he's gone the outswinger 
from about 35 out in the pocket. Oh, shit. That yeah. was amazing because as soon as he kicked it, even the commentators going, oh, he's put it too far. Oh, no, that's going through. <laughs> like, Warnie couldn't turn him that big. But I do think that's a veteran move. We, we talk veteran moves and there's no more veteran than him. He's known that uh, you put it above the grandstand, the wind takes it. So he's put a bit of loft in it and the wind's just put it through nicely. But Because, uh, you know, these days you don't play in stadiums that often with uh, wind in certain areas or the stands are so high they shelter you so much I mean we'll get to it when we talk about that game but it was such a unique um, environment for it but uh, it wasn't as bad as last year's West Coast game no well that was the rain this just made it more interesting I thought so we'll start off with the the Friday night blockbuster which uh, if you're watching the game you might not have picked up but this game was broadcast into China yeah did you pick that up because they well, mentioned it every two fucking seconds the only thing that pissed me off about that was that I'm pretty sure that we missed a trick not learning Mandarin because that was our, our inroads into our commentating careers taking off. Oh, man, I meant to do that, but uh, I had lunch instead. Well, I was going to do that, but I learnt Vietnamese instead because they were more nice. <laughs> and their swearing was easier? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that and they had a sense of humour. Um, yeah, it's I, funny I, that we had the power and the bombers, which are two things the general public of China aren't allowed to have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, what else couldn't they have? The sun? They haven't seen the sun for a while. <laughs> Well, they've got no kangaroos, I guess. Um, crows, no? Nah. Pretty sure they've killed all their tigers. Yeah. I think they, they gave you erection or something. So <laughs> They probably have the blues. Know. I'd love to learn Mandarin, but I'm afraid with my um, bumpkin accent, it's going to sound racist no matter how perfect it is. Well, let's be honest. Whenever it starts off this way, it's going to end up racist, isn't it? Actually, no, China does have cats. <laughs> yeah. And, and Sydney. <laughs> and they have, this, they have Sydney. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they own Sydney. Um, it was a 10-goal win um, for Port, but... You gotta say, I've I can't recall a uh, less convincing ten goal win. Yeah, in time. and I, I think sort of the mm-hmm. moral of Port this season so far is unconvincing. Yeah, uh, a lot of hype, especially coming out of South Australia, about how Port will go. And I had this conversation with a mate who did the Saints review for us, um, and it lives in Adelaide, so he was saying that the Port had been talked up, looking really good at the tracks. No, I just never. I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it, and I'm glad they personify the a bloke going to a glory hole fest and sticking his dick in the empty hole every damn time. <laughs> like, it's just, they look great, they're expecting a lot, and then just nothing. Nothing. That's going to be disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a few interesting moments that come out of the game. The, uh, Danaher took another screamer. He's making, yeah. he's oh, making yeah. that his trademark that. this year, which is good. Well, he's doing something right, so that's a start. Can't well, kick he's got, shit still, yeah. but... He's got 17 stepladders on the field, and they all play for his team, so, you know... They can at least do something good. Just, well, it's it good to see he's getting some sort of coordination. He's growing into his big frame, I guess. So he's taken, what is, how old is he? Uh, I think he, he's 20? 15, 16. 16. Yeah, about that. <laughs> I don't know. So he, he he's should, only just started shaving. I, I, I don't think he has. Moustache checks sure. out. I, I reckon his old man's giving him the razor without the blade in it. You know, just so he can train. <laughs> Safety. <laughs> looks like his old man wasn't around too much because <laughs> there's not much man to him. He's all skin and bones. <laughs> it does look like he's been just stretched. Yeah. You know, that's the way they've just gone with it. Um, for Port, was, uh, Robbie Gray was uh, still the best uh, best for them, I think. Um, he, he, no matter how we're talking about disappointing Port Adelaide looks, yeah. Robbie Gray still looks like best three in the comp. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I, I saw somebody online saying, we don't deserve him. You know, a Port supporter. <laughs> That's true. It's like, yeah, I can see what you <laughs> that mean. That couldn't have been a Port supporter, sure. But it's <laughs> also, the people, like Wines is a quality player too, but uh, Tumpus, he was so frustrating to watch. He'd get the ball regularly enough, 
and then just do something fucking stupid with it. Yeah. I think it's maybe first game of season two, so I think it is. He's yeah, in my um, um, pulled up, yeah, a bit of ring rust. He's in my uh, dream team. Dream team, yeah. But, he, uh, he, he hasn't been a great pickup, I must say. Yeah, well, give him some time, but um, see how he goes. He's done all right for uh, first game back. The other thing is, um, Jasper Pittard, he's the most unassuming, effective uh, player that I've seen in, in that port line at the moment. Bit of a whipping boy in his day. Yeah. He's trying to break out of that. He Until right, Butcher man. came in. He's, he's done all right, because the thing is, you look at him, you're like, you should be able to smash him. And it's like he almost retards his way through situations. <laughs> he's got that wiry build, though. Yeah. You know those guys that just, yeah. you know that he's going to be still playing uh, somewhere in the seconds when he's yeah. 44. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's still looking like he's 20. He's like an idiot savant. <laughs> yeah. Like a yeah. bloke that can't tie his shoes but can somehow play footy. Yeah, he just managed to slime his way through there. Maybe he's greasing. Um, the other thing I liked was uh, the double barrel. Uh, Darcy uh, Byrne-Jones kicked his first goal and he knows exactly, you know, he's got the claret running down the, the eye, yeah. turns to the camera, <laughs> let's get a shot of this, mate. I'll show him this one for the rest of his life. He can retire now as far as I'm concerned. That'll be his Facebook profile like, oh, tomorrow, surely. Yeah. Speaking of the double barrels, McDonald Tickenwoody yep. had a bloody good game. He, he's put three together. Um, I thought he's been all right. I also noticed... Um, he's on, easy to notice on the field. Uh, yes. Um, I, I noticed he was on uh, Twitter on the weekend and he's uh, put out a, for all my football fans, I don't mind co- being called Tipper, but my family's always called me Walla or Anthony. Right. Well, Walla, you know what, champ, good on you. Yeah. Yeah, he just reached out and said, hey, call me Tipper if you want, but I, I like Walla yeah. and understands that's a long name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> McDonald, Tip and Woody. So uh, yeah, I thought it was good. Did he's he, uh, starting to reach uh, out already. Did he give background on Walla? Yeah. I'm so sorry? It begs the question. Did he give Walla. me background? <laughs> Why, Walla? Walla. No, he, he didn't in the one tweet I, I, I read. I think it was just, you know, one of those names. Uh, he well, could have a traditional name as well that's not actually Anthony. Because uh, a lot of them have Western names as opposed mm. to traditional Aboriginal names. Could so. very well be. I, yeah. I, I didn't think to look it up. I'm just I saying, just, he, had a, he had 100 characters left. He could have, you know. <laughs> but he's one of those that's put, it seems like he's put 100% effort in week in, week out for the Bombers. Absolutely. So I think that's one of the um, proud points of the Bombers' performance so far. He. He's got that great mix of um, controlled aggression. Yeah. Because like, he is very hard and he, yep. he's strong. He's a mature body. I, I did notice still that subtle racism of the commentators comparing him to other Aboriginal players. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is natural. Yeah, it is. You have and to stop yourself. To you can it. say if it's subtle racism, but Cheesy looks like Brian, uh, Byron Pickett in the way he plays. <laughs> yeah. And you yep. go, that's why you go, oh, God, he plays like... No, like, I can't say Byron Pickett. Yeah. Think of somebody else. Think of somebody else. Yeah. He's a player with Byron Pickett these days. He gets suspended every damn week. Um, yeah, but he, that's what I mean. Like He has that aggressive streak and the, yeah. the strength to do it, but yeah. it's not, I'm going to go kill someone. Yeah. But he's it still is light just, on his where's feet. the ball? He's still yeah. light on his feet. He can dance around the, um, the close pressure. Mm, mm. Absolutely. Extremely um, mobile. Dylan, for Zach Merritt, I thought, had a really good game as well. Um, it's been sort of a couple in a row, hasn't it? Played right last week, didn't he? He's so gone a couple else. of couple of years. He's been, you know, um, building up to something. Um, yeah. It's a shame for his development that they've lost the twelve players because he uh, wouldn't have to shoulder so much. But yeah. then maybe that's going to accelerate him on. Uh, in the first three weeks, you got to say um, the future for Essendon if they hang on to all their players, which they won't. It's going to look very good. Yeah, well, Parish. Um, I thought. For a newbie, he has done spectacular. Yeah, game three. Was he uh, pick five last and year? Sensation. Yeah. Already, um, already got his um, no, not, rising star nod. Not crazy huge stats or anything, but effective stats. I tell you, looking at the stats, five kicks, 16 handballs, you got to say, 
mate, you take it on yourself sometimes, but yeah. you know, you're young, you're trying to look after everyone else around you. Also, that could mean he's close around the packs and doing that yep. uh, parry work uh, in the contest. So, well, I'm assuming he's going to be a bit of a hard nut because a name like Darcy growing up, you're going to have to fucking oh, learn about a boy named yeah. Sue, you think? Yeah, it'd be like calling a kid Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> you um, better be able to run or fight. <laughs> I thought Matty D has done pretty well with his second chance as well. He's probably, yeah, has he been the best of the top ups? No, no, I don't think so. You think Crowley or? No, um, I don't think Crowley. Who was the other one that I was Stokes, thinking about? Kelly? No. Who was? Actually, yeah, maybe it was him. Yeah. I think D. I'm going to go with yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, having said that, I reckon he is the only one of the top-ups that has a chance of still being there next year. Yeah, yeah. I can't see uh, any of the others being... Well, uh, which begs the question, would he want to be? Of course he does. Yeah. If it's that or VFL. Well, no, if he gets another option is what I'm saying. Because the uh, uh, end of the season, there's always a few teams looking for someone that they know can play and is hungry. Yeah, maybe. But um, I think once Essendon get their players back, and look, they'll probably lose one or two. Yeah. Um, which just means more draft picks. Yeah. Um, uh, depending on how old he is. I don't know. He, he's only mid-20s, isn't he? Maybe he's only there? mid-20s, yeah, yeah. But he was a lot of, Richmond um, off-cut. A lot of yeah. Essendon's contracts... For those players who are suspended, they can choose free agency if they want to? Uh, automatically, yeah, yeah, all of them. But I, I still, like, Heppel's not going anywhere. No. Um, Hooker, maybe. Hurley, less likely. Um, but, but there will be teams asking the question. Yeah, of course there are. And there's a few that have already signed on. Yeah. Uh, um, but if you suffer this long, you may as well fucking stick yeah, it I, out. I, I think Heath Hocking, from memory, I think he's already signed on. And, you know, you're right in saying that uh, a lot of the younger lads who are getting a shot, they're getting exposure to top-line football and top-line responsibility yeah. on the team. So it will accelerate um, their development or it will crush them entirely, one or the other. But uh, well, if they can stick it out, you know, you're looking good for the next five years. It's very much a sink or swim um, offer for them, but I don't think any of them have been terrible. I mean, but, but it, it is funny, though. They, they got done by 10 goals, hmm. and we're talking about all the positives for Essendon and yeah. the negative support. I was just going to say, another Port win that we've just glossed over and yeah. gone, how good well, are Essendon aren't too bad. I think even Port supporters looked at, looked at this and said, look, the end score, we're okay with. The way we yeah. did it, not so much. Well, they look at it and look at the disappointments, especially like Charlie Dixon. I thought Lobb left a lot to be desired. Um, yeah, it's funny with Dixon. He kicked three, but, you know, were just, you, would you contest, happy with those His three? contest work wasn't enough, um, especially yeah. where Jay Shooks was good at crashing packs and even taking a strong mark uh, from outside 50, but injuries have curtailed his sort of yeah. long kicking. He's, there no. was a little whisper that uh, he might be finished too. Probably close to it. Yeah. It's about that time. So Dixon should have been in there taking over and really presenting himself a lot better than what he has been, I think. The thing is, if, if it was someone other than Dixon, you'd be like, oh, they had a pretty good game. But because yeah. you know what Dixon can do, and he and can just what murder teams. And especially, yeah, yeah. especially people that are delivering the ball as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, but anyway, I think Port Adelaide uh, themselves, you're right, they'll be happy. Okay, we've got to win. Yeah. Um, at the moment, they've beaten St. Kilda and Essendon. They need a bigger scalp, and they'll want a bigger scalp. So. Yeah. Um, they'll get a couple of players back next week. I think Wingard comes back, and I've got a feeling they've got somebody else that's coming back whose name escapes me. Uh, wasn't might have been Hartlett. No, Shooks. he's pulled his peck. No, Shooks is gone. Not Ryder. Uh, not Ryder. <laughs> no, it's not Monfries either. Um, but uh, anyway, they they got to win. Uh, they're going to China. I didn't hear anything about how it went into China. It's a shame we couldn't send them a no. better game. Yeah. One of the Sunday ones would have been all right. But I, I saw a little clip of the commentary. It sounded like they know what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't use the Tigers, considering that's a you know a featured animal in China. Well, probably because the Port wanted them to be the focus. Yeah, so maybe we couldn't pay them enough. Um, let's move on to uh, the MCG. Uh, St Kilda playing a home game at the MCG, uh, while at the same time Richmond playing a home game at Etihad. Yep. But anyway, this is their big 60, uh, 50 years celebration of their one and only cup, the 66, and they turned it on. What a mm. magnificent performance. And uh, 
Joey Montagna, I think, was uh, one of the stars of the week. Bloody oath. And the funny thing is, everyone always talks about how um, teams under the pump need to re- withdraw from the media and everything. Montagna was on every bloody channel. Yeah, he's a vet. But, it doesn't yeah. matter what he does during the week. That's what I mean. You get players who, they, they spend their time in the media, they do everything, and they still turn up and you know do their job. Every player should be able to do that. That's it. It's just, it's just that. It's just doing your job. Yeah, and if you're having a shit game and you blame the media, <laughs> you're just a sh- you had a shit game. Yeah. Like, right. uh, that's just handballing the responsibility. Uh, I think Montagna has been the one that's really put his hand up to lead this young kid group, especially yep. from the back line. Um, you see, wherever he's needed, he'll go back. Even when in the Bulldogs, they're lost. He was still getting pissed off at real silly mistakes he can yeah. get from goal when they were down by fucking plenty. Yep. So I, I think he's been the... Yeah, a real standout in regards to how he can lead this sort mm. of team. And there are a lot of young lads coming through who are looking damn good. Yeah. Like Jack Billings again. Um, Billings has been great. Um, Seb Ross. I thought Seb Ross had a ball. Oh, yeah. Look, Dun- Dunstan's been good as well. Uh, Weller had a good game after having a yeah. pretty shit one against the Bulldogs. I just like the f- anyone named Maverick. I yeah. think name your kid Maverick, you, you're a gutsy parent. Plus, he's a big UFC fan as well. I, I, was, so. go, I was about to say that yep, I know he's that. a UFC fan. He, he's uh, responded to me a couple of times on Twitter yeah. asking about uh, UFC fights and that. I think for this, this match, what impressed me the most with the Saints, the last couple of games, they looked like they got tired real quick being yep. a young squad. But it seemed this match, the damage was done in that 15 minutes of the third quarter where they just mm. put the foot down and they, they looked like they got their second wind as Collingwood got tired. Yeah, well, and you're just waiting for Buckley to go, all right, I might, uh, you know, shift I'll, I'll put Swan into the... Oh, oh, oh. shit. That's right. <laughs> I might shift around, you know, maybe play a loose backman for intercepts yeah. and he's just gone, nah, I trust my game plan. <laughs> I, I formulated this back in 2007. It'll work. Yeah. What, what's amazing with that is they were down to one man on the bench. I think yeah, at the end yeah. of the game, you've got 90 rotations you're allowed. They only yeah. used 65 or something like that because yeah. they just didn't have the men. Right. Rewalt's gone. McCartan's gone. Yeah. I think Robertson. I can't remember. Yeah, Robertson. I heard that he went off. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the third yeah. one. So yeah. they should have been run off their feet. But yeah, and McCartan kicked a couple of big goals too as well. So. He did, took some nice grabs. Yeah. How long are we expecting Rewalt to be out for? They reckon he's back. Yeah. Is he? Trust, like, trust me. He's like weekend of Bernie's this whole season. <laughs> They're going to get towards I mean. the finals like, if, they, if he can. Well, let's. Look, I would be surprised if St Kilda played finals, but it would be nice to see um, Rue have a, a farewell game towards the end of the season. I, I, I don't think you'd be the only one that was surprised. I yeah. think all of St Kilda would be surprised if they played finals. <laughs> yeah. Not to say in the next few years they won't be. I think they'll be a monster team You know, once uh, some of these lads get a few more pre-seasons in them. But... Uh, this year ain't that year. Um, 14 goals, 6. That's almost good um, from Collingwood. I, yeah. I think it's also uh, fortunate that they don't show on the scoreboard out of bounds the on the full. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> or the ones that didn't make it. Yeah. Um, there's still some shockers up there. And uh, old mate Travis Cloak, it's lucky he's kicked a couple. Holy Do you reckon we could just balls. rename that stat, the Cloak? Oh, it's got to be dangerous how many, to it. How many uh, non-scoring Inside shots. 50, out on the fulls. Yeah, we call it the Cockeyed Award. <laughs> yeah, a couple of cloaks over the weekend. <laughs> we were talking about it upstairs before with uh, a, an old Richmond supporter in Dad and uh, was saying, Travis Cloak, he's coming to the end of his contract this year, isn't it, too? Because usually, you know, last year before a big contract yeah. is when you put in the hard yards to drive up your yeah. price. And he's like, yeah, Richmond will get him. I was going to say, <laughs> and we'll pay overs. The, the thing that, that makes me laugh, except that I'm a Richmond supporter, is that they went through all the shit cloaks just to get Travis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Collingwood played the long game. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and now it's uh, it's good to see it's falling back. But, yeah. you know, they, they put a premiership medal around his neck, so what do they care? Well, that, yeah. That's true, yeah. I mean, you know, considering he comes from a football family, they paid, they got a deal, one for the price of two. One for the price of three. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought Jeremy Howe did uh, pretty impressive as the sub. Came on, got uh, seven, seven kicks, a handball or something. Did, <laughs> didn't didn't receive kick. the memo yeah. that, uh, that it had been uh, changed. Just didn't receive the memo that he was uh, employed as a strong, high-marking high, uh, backman that could uh, you know, really be a, a speedster across there and mm. crash packs and shit. He kicked his goal. What more do you want? Why don't you do something in the back lines? <laughs> Actually, when I was watching this match, um, I really wanted to dislike James Aish. Because fuck him, but um, he did a, a, a few fairly smart things, and he looked like he had a bit about him. Yeah, a lot yeah. more than he had at Brisbane, anyway. Definitely, well, he he sort of phoned in last year. Uh, yeah, last year at Brisbane, I don't think he was seen in the seniors all that much at all. Yeah, no. He, the The talk is that you know he expected it to be handed to him, which maybe he still does to an extent. I don't know, but uh, I dare say at Collingwood, he's going to have a lot less sympathy for his pedigree. But I think the the main thing to come out of this game was. Uh, the good thing is it was all about St Kilda and yep. Hart and the way they gutted it out. Yeah. Um, 18 goals, 11, that's showing that they uh, used the ball well when it came into, in front of goals. And once they got a run on, they just kept on going. Because yeah. uh, that, that's a great score. To put, um, you know, 120 points on the board um, on the MCG, yeah, not a bad effort at all. I'm pretty when sure I'm not... Sorry. Oh, so when you look at it, they really only won one quarter. Um, it was that 15 minutes. Third, yeah. Where they just smashed... They was stomped it, them. Seven goals to one. They stomped them, just overran them. Mm. It's crazy. Um, first quarter was back and forth with. Um, oh no, they, yeah. they got ahead in the first quarter, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, that's what you do when you got to run on. You got to, you know, make hay while the sun shines. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. That's exactly what they did. I think I pegged this game as the uh, uh, significant game for 2016 for St Kilda, being two young mm. young teams, and I thought the two premier young teams as well. Uh, yeah. So I think that's uh, one of the tests that they passed is beating another young squad like Collingwood, who a bit further than the younger GWS teams in it. Which I did have a nice shade and fried moment where I saw Greenwood cock oh, it up. GWS, Melbourne yeah. and shit. Fucking GWS is going great. Yeah, you enjoyed that Levi Greenwood fucked up. Yeah, uh, quite substantial. I remember there was, it was coming towards him. He's uh, gone for the mark. It's gone over the back. Bang. Giveaway goal. Um, which I think every player that leaves your team owes you at least one <laughs> massive fuck up. You, so you can be like... You'd hope to be like against that. you though. So, so oh, that'd be even better. But yeah. um, I'll take it against anyone else. Um... It, it's, not a, slows me on. it's not a great start for Collingwood because they've had um, not the hardest run in for the first three rounds. Yeah. Um, they had Sydney and Sydney, which is a tough ask. Yeah. But then uh, Richmond, which they got up um, just. I, I don't know so much if uh, Collingwood won or Richmond just yeah, fucked it up. Exactly. No, R- Richmond lost. If, Richmond if, played if more terrible than Con- Collingwood played terrible. Richmond played more three terrible. Three goals the five minutes ago. Something stupid like that. Yeah. yeah. When everyone that, left. Yeah, and the. Supporters are even going home. Maybe so, the supporters are blame. Maybe they are. But their next five weeks is also fairly easy. Um, they've got uh, West Coast over at Domain, so that's a hard one. Yeah. But the others, uh, they've got Essendon, um, they've got Brisbane, I think they've got Carlton, and Melbourne this week. Um, so it's Five losable games. If they need to win at least three of those. Yeah. If they go uh, two and four... Or sorry, uh, two and three in the next five weeks. I can't see what they're going to do for the season. They're, they're, they're cooked. Well, the Anzac Day game will define it because, by all accounts, they should destroy. Oh, if Essendon. they lose that, but Essendon will, that will be their grand final. They Essendon. will go out there willing to just. If they end up with fifteen injuries but well, win the game, that's the season one for them. Well, Essendon played Geelong this week. I think if they had players, they'd rest them. Yeah, <laughs> I did see that uh, Grimer has apparently been uh, floated as getting too. a game. And little Jakey Long. Yeah, which, um, look, I, Grimer 
you know, you talk about guys leaving your team and fucking up. I hope Grimer does brilliantly. Yeah. Because he deserves nobody, it. Um, nobody begrudges him. No, absolutely. Look. He'd already retired anyway. Yeah, I just I just hope he doesn't die on the field or something. <laughs> but uh, or get parallel. Anyway, I hope he has a good game. All who's, right. Yeah. No, no, say what you're going to say. So who's Grimer play for? <laughs> he plays for Essendon now. All right, let's go on to Richmond versus Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, did you make it to the couch in your hangover, hungover state? To I did, just in time to abuse a shit out of uh, the TV. Had you, now, when did you start abusing? Before you turned the TV on or afterwards? No, I gave it at least two minutes where we looked like we were on, but a little bit, well, you know, just a touch behind. I, I thought th- you could make a little adjustment. You kicked the first goal, didn't you? And then it was downhill from there. Well, we kicked the first goal with the pressure, the forward line pressure we put on, which could have really just been Adelaide just waking up, yep. um, was pretty good. And then after that... Uh, Basic skills just absolutely were terrible. Our, our ability to not hand pass to a person in front of them that were, were going to move on to the ball yep. was disgusting, as well as not shepherding a man after you've hairballed someone just in your pocket. You God, know what I mean? That, that annoys you, doesn't it? Because it doesn't yeah. take skill. Yeah, exactly. To shepherd. All it's you need being to do is stand in front of him. Yeah, it's being a lazy, scared fucker. That's, that's the way I look at it. And the worst thing is we still made the same mistakes from the week before where we kicked to an intercept mark in the 50, like on the 50-meter arc around the centre-half back line. So what's scary is that you can see where we went wrong, but those errors are basic under yeah. six errors, which like, is ter- terrifying. You talk about struggling to hit a moving target. It, it's more common in AFL now than I think it ever has been. I mean, the argument is, too, that players are moving faster now and there's more going on, which is fair. Yeah. but um, Fair. Actually, bullshit. It's bullshit. Well, whatever. I'm, I'm trying to give them something. But, yeah. Uh, the amount of times you see a handball behind a player. Exactly, yeah. Which yeah. is a, a fatal skill yeah. error that you learn from the time you pick up a footy. I don't yeah. care if players are moving faster. You, you do the first one, you fuck it up, you go, all oh, right, he's faster. I better put it out in front more. Exactly, yeah. Mm. But they're not. They're, they're directly to the behind them. Yeah. Um, I think the three top... Is it the top three? Yeah, the top three possession getters on the field were all Tigers. Yeah. But, uh, again... I think effective disposals has really got to come into it, and it was, I'll take a third of those off. Especially Basher Hooley. Yeah, such wasters. Honestly, I think we play better when Brandon Ellis doesn't get as much of the ball. <laughs> I honestly do. Because well, I mean, he's a backman. You hope your backman don't touch it. Exactly, but we're Kinda. missing Deledio, who can run across there yeah. and sort of pick up that role and do it more effective. Again, with Cochin, 32 possessions. I reckon about probably 12 of them were telling. It, it was better than last week. He was. And look, He was the hunting only, the ball just to yeah, fuck it up a lot. The only reason he cops so much shit is because of what he can do. Yep. yep. Uh, you get the ball enough and then at the end of the game if you hadn't uh, been looking at the stats you'd be like yeah 32 touches really? Yeah yeah. Look, I think there were two positives um, for Richmond um, yeah. that was uh, in the ruck um, yeah. I thought uh, Hampson mm-hmm. has done pretty well yeah. he's rucked well all year it's yeah. just he's got his hands to the ball first and sometimes it just goes to grass Yeah, but that happens the only problem is he put off a bit raw in a contest in the fourth quarter which looks a bit worrying because it's the same leg that's Bandage like an Egyptian yeah. mummy. How far away is Marek? Do you know? It should be uh, test, I think. Okay. So it should be next week. I'll tell you what, you, geez, you've got to get him back. Yeah, exactly. And especially since Delirio's not ready yet. Yeah. Um, and the other one was Sam Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd again. Took a screamer. Didn't he? Yeah, and held on to it. Yeah, <laughs> which How, is surprising for him. Yeah. Where's this kid come from? Like, uh, I could not have picked him in a Richmond Guernsey last year. He Popped up for a couple of goals yeah. here and there. That was sort of his role last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Last year he was sort of trying to find where he belongs. I think yeah. they might have played him off a wing a little bit. Um, but this year you can see that he's an attacking forward line player. Um, you'd like to see him fill in a role for he come on forward flank. Uh, he's not quite a crummer, but a secondary option behind Jack or someone like that. Yeah. His agility is fantastic. And the other thing that I really liked was they put Dusty Martin at centre half back. 
and made yep. him run out of there. And, and he did if, brilliant there too. If Delidio's not there, yeah. he's a great running player. Yeah. And um, so on that Sam Lloyd note, I think instead of putting Dusty forward as often as they do, like maybe in a special circumstance where yeah. you really need something, you put him in there. Isolate but, him in the goal square. Yeah. That's, that's as, what he As opposed to, to that, I'd put Lloyd in there and put um, uh, Martin at our centre-half back who can almost play like a hodge roll across there and, mm, yeah. and corral the troops and get them in, in line and it, inspire them from the back line. Well, running out of the back line is just such a, a useful ability to have in your yeah, back line. Yeah, and, and he'll take them on. Oh, shit, yeah. And he's probably the, one of the hardest guys to tackle. Yeah. In terms of, he won't shrug tackles, he'll yeah. just fist, fan, uh, fist you off. Especially where Rance has got the the determination, but the ability isn't quite there. So once he gets a head full of steam, it's great to see Dusty just come behind him and say, I'll take it from here, son. This is mine now. Yeah. But look, um, so there are a couple of positives for Richmond. When you look at the other side um, on the Crows, positives everywhere. Yeah, weren't they? But mm. at the end of the day, um, their forward line was just too powerful. Yeah. Um, losing Grimes beforehand, before the game, yeah. uh, hurt because you had... Rant standing on Eddie Betts. Yeah. And he's not going to compete because yeah, as soon no. as the ball hits the turf, Eddie's just too slick. Yeah, exactly. And and it's just the... the you give up him uh, being able to take the, their tall timber forward yeah. line players, which I think was more important. Um, you could almost get someone to beat up Eddie, kind of give away a few free kicks here and there, but you can eliminate him out of the contest a lot of the times. How what, much do you want to emulate Hawthorne? Well, the thing is, what, what I've noticed... Um, I don't Quite know a bit. Been, they've won finals. I don't know if it's been a tactic for some of the players, but... The more you harass the player in the forward lines, umpires give him a few early free kicks, but it seems like psychologically afterwards, they're like, I'll give him a few, so I'll just yeah. hold off, hold hold off, off a bit. Now. So it He's seems like if you, if you give him up early, you can keep on that pressure, and eventually the free kicks just won't come. Especially if it's a close game comes down yeah. to the crunch, umpires don't want to make that call. You know what I like about champion midfielders? Um, some You've of got them? <laughs> some of them, towards the end of their career, they retire into the forward line, like uh, like Jason Akamanis yeah. and stuff like that. But the real cream of the crop stay in the middle and yep. stay just as effective. That's yep. why you know Sam Mitchell's my favourite player. Yeah. But Scotty Thompson, Hasn't how he? good is he? Yeah. And just that uh, the smart head and the big body yep. in the middle, he can't be pushed off. Yeah. Uses and distributes the ball so well. He does. So underrated. He's so um, calm around the contest as well. One of those players that can set up their fringe players, and as soon as yeah. that happens, they spread and they run, and they can kick it fucking two hundred meters. So. Especially with those fringe players, are how uh, young and uh, fast they are. Yeah, yeah, um, he, he, and they're smart the, too. He is the perfect player yep. to go with them. Yeah, especially with Sloan there as well, who's that, that fringe player that has a real smart head on him. Yeah, um, can can draw a lot of players while freeing up the the runners. Um, was, there was another um, uh, just on that. That's sort of my thing with it too. I, I know Sloan has very big wraps around him. Yeah, I I think that he's made look looked a lot better because of Thompson. I think Thompson's yeah, the yeah. much better yeah. player and the yeah. more valuable player yeah. um, to Adelaide. Yeah, definitely. Um, another so. standout for him was Wayne Malera, who I think is, is it Millera? Well, yeah, that let's it's go with that. Yeah. Um, First year at the Crows. So light on his feet. And, and took he's people on. Three good games. Yeah, and took players on. Uh, had no fear. Got cleaned up once, I think, but didn't put a yeah, right. didn't dampen him step. That's going to happen. Going. Yeah, played, played some very important uh, pieces in some passages. But um, you're talking earlier about the forward line. With um, Betts, Walker, Jenkins, uh, McGovern now. That's a, a vicious forward line. But uh, their backs are good. Their mids are fantastic. They're going to be a, a power. I, I think this season they're going to be getting their game right. Towards the end of the season, we're going to see them probably go a little bit deeper into finals than they did last year. Well, it's fair to say they've worked well uh, without Dangerfield. I mean, they'd mm. still have him and they'd be a better yeah. side with him in there. Absolutely. But they've covered it. And Dangerfield hasn't been half the player he was at 
Oh, actually, he's, yeah, he's, no, no, he's twice killing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, See, he, that's the one he hasn't missed them. If you're an Adelaide supporter, you do want yeah. uh, Dangerfield to have a few cock-ups because, geez, when they have brilliant blinding games, it hurts. <laughs> well, yeah. th- they can save their hate because they're, they're hosting Sydney this week yeah. and it looks like Tippett's actually playing. So the, the worst thing is... I think they're over it by now. I've got... Of course they are, yeah. They've got the barrel... <laughs> There's a sale on barrels in Adelaide. I tell you, that's what I... Jeez, I wish I thought of it. There is a gold mine if you bought barrels two weeks ago. Yeah. In Adelaide. <laughs> Just sell them at the ground, paint them the colours. Oh, God damn it. Why do I think of these things too late? Josh, I, I love it when you've done research, so I thought I'd better reward you. Um, can you give us the Richmond bandwagon weather report? Oh, well, it, it did start off uh, a nice early fair weather breeze, only to see a landslide happen with the disaster crews on the scene. There was a hybrid system stayed in the region, moving to a low tide for the bandwagon. Didn't look very good for them. Uh, with a hot westerly expected next week, it's going to be a real fucking rorter with no relief. Uh, record lows and hard times ahead. Thank you very much. Yeah, so uh, I can't read your fucking writing. <laughs> I had trouble and I fucking wrote it. Um, which reminded me, I meant to say uh, fuck Port Adelaide at the start because Scott's Transport hasn't responded to me yet. Didn't they? No, nah, not a word. Not a word. Less operational? <laughs> for, for those of you... Can, can they use email? Uh, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, I put in a, a request um, to Scott's Transport, who sponsor Port Adelaide, um, to use their corporate box and they've uh, re- refused to reply. That's what the line yeah. I'm going well, with. Well, you weren't asking for nothing. You were going to look after it. I was offering. And look, there's dust on the furniture. No one's been in there for a no. while. Um I will say, though, I, I put it up on our Facebook page and on Twitter, so you can go there and have a read and have a look at it. I put out the call. I said, hey, if anybody knows anyone that works there, you know, you can give us a bit of a hand. I've had about eight or nine people say, yeah, but if this gets up, I'll join you in the box. I'm like, no, yeah. cunt. Yeah. What I said was, if you yeah. can help me, if you can help me, then maybe you can come along. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I've had, I've had lots of people say, yeah, yeah, there's no it's, worries. It's not like you go, oh, hey, mate, this chick's is hot as fuck, man. You better help me pick her up. You're like, yeah, but I want to fuck her too. <laughs> Uh, you get a blowjob that's it (laughs) I'm just saying it's Port Adelaide (laughs) uh, she's my cousin too (laughs) Uh, sorry I I digressed a little bit there but Adelaide look impressive and uh, great time for them to host the Swans um, next week speaking of Let's go to the Swans versus GWS. Um, it was an interesting game because... Uh, Mumford didn't kill anyone. He, oh, he, oh, he, he got almost, close. Yeah. He tried his best. <laughs> but I, I thought they did a good job uh, actually, of... Mumford got killed in one contest. Did he? Yeah, he got cleaned up hard. Um, That's what you have to do. I think... If uh, you can. I think the, the end score line was probably about right. Um, Swans... Mm. Uh, it was close for most of the day. Yeah. But you always felt like um, the Giants had to work hard for everything. Yeah. And when yeah. the Swans got it, it was just clean, clean, clean. Yeah. And they're there. So they always had that potential behind yeah. them. Yeah. Um, but I felt the in-between was a good contest. Yeah. But it was... I never felt like the result was in doubt. Yeah. No, no, no. And that's the thing is, the Swans have just got that sense about them where you're like, they're going to get over the line yeah. somehow. You can see yeah, when they're on that like that. for a while, yeah. too. Um, nah, they're looking hot this year. I'm, I'm glad I picked them um, to finish top four. And I think uh, top two's really on the cards for them right now. And that's still a and clean sheet versus GWS, right? And geez, no, I've lost once. I reckon yeah. they could still uh, add to the trophy cabinet with a brown low, the way Parker's going. I, I called it. The I, I, I've, I've said it before the season. I wish I put money behind my words. Because yep. he's on minimum nine votes. I hope someone Easy. put money behind your words just for the, <laughs> for the story. Let's try that again. For, for he's the, on minimum for, eight votes. For the credibility. Um <laughs> And took an absolute screamer. Didn't he? You see, and yeah. fell down on um, Isaac Heaney. Now, if you have a look yeah. at the replay on that, when he falls, I think if you're taking a screamer 
and you're falling down on uh, on your your mate like that, I think you're obliged to go for the pin. Yeah, right. I mean that, that's a that's a frog splash if we've ever seen one, and you, you've got to finish it off. Um, on uh, they could add a lot of medals because Buddy Franklin just quietly four goals, four goals, four goals. That's how he's gone he? this year. Really? There you go. And he's always looked threatening. I yeah. thought. Well, just a bit of a splash here and there, and he's got his hundred. Yeah. Well, and the good thing I liked about Buddy was well. Might have been bullying this your smaller GWS squad, but busting through packs in the middle of the yeah, field and he did. taking uh, them on. It's good to see that again. But I mean, he was playing against Phil Davis, who has beaten him before. And, and Phil Davis has, played a good game, though, still, yeah, I thought. He, he wasn't um, disgraced. Yeah. There was a time once or twice during the game where Buddy uh, got the ball in the wing, and usually you see those long runs you know, yeah. down the wing bouncing it. And it looked like he just went, I, I haven't got this one. And he yeah. just backed off and tried to give it away. But especially a lot of times at SCG, I mean, a long run for Buddy, he's uh, in one <laughs> gate out the other. So. Yeah, he could be very close to it. But the thing is, too, it's a 4-1. Whereas in the past couple of seasons, some games he'll be that, you know, 5-zip. Yeah. But a lot of times he'll be like 3-2, yeah. you yeah. know, 2-3. He hasn't exploded yet. And that's yeah. why I'm worried. Like, uh, Swans have got some games coming up against uh, Easy Beats. Not next week. Yeah. But uh, when he comes up against uh, Brisbane or yeah. um, Essendon, like, oh, he loves playing against Essendon. Yeah. We, we could be looking at, you know, his 13 is in trouble. Yeah. Mm. Well, the thing with Buddy, I think he, he just loves space. Somewhere like the he MCG. Does. He needs space. Where you get uh, Swans playing on the MCG and he can just own that sort of much oh, forward line. Yeah. On the lead, there's, well, yeah. bugger or back when they can catch him. Nah. But the Sydney grounds are shorter, right? Like they're not as big. It's all right. Yeah, it's not as bad as everyone thinks it is, yeah. but it definitely is shorter. I mean, the 50-meter arc nearly touches yeah. the, the goals. It looks the shorter when they square. kick on there. Yeah, like, Because I think the house camera is lower right. as well than it yep. is at most of the other grounds. Yeah, right. So it makes it look not worse. Not as far away, yeah. That makes sense. But it seems like, yeah, uh, it's a bit of a different strategy for him on those smaller grounds. Looks like it anyway. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, Dylan Shields look, it looks like he's picked up from where he left off last year. You know, minus did, injury, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, geez, he's got some toe. Honestly, he's still a little bit uh, too good for the players around him. He seems like he's still one step ahead of everyone else around him. I, I yeah. think his abilities are a little bit ahead of his head yeah. as well. He needs yeah. to realise what what he's doing yeah. a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Because even like ones where he's almost been Ablett-esque, where he's one hand pass fed around the back of a pack to link up and yeah. get that and put it forward, but it just doesn't continue down that chain. He's like, oh, you fucking let me down. But he, he's not really old enough to really give him a spray. But you can see he's like, oh, fuck, you know, you, you messed it up. Yeah. Had it all in my head. It was going to work out fine. But look, Stevie J gave him a spray if they did it in. Yeah. <laughs> well, he presented himself well this game as well. Stevie okay. J threw did his body right. around, did what he, what he was employed to do. So yeah. And Heath Shaw was solid down back as well. Yeah, yeah. He actually, Heath Shaw played an excellent game, I thought. Um, well, did since going to GWS, he's rediscovered his career. Well, he was yeah. All-Australian last year. And yeah. yeah. Probably he's in the discussion after three rounds. Yeah. He was scrappy the year before. Look, I, I thought in this game yeah. he seemed to be yes, able to play um, a key defender while still playing a loose man in defence somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought <laughs> it, it, was quite, well. it was quite impressive. That's yeah, I mean, seniority, that is. It's like, yeah. mate, I'm going up here. You, yeah. you little yeah. bastard, you <laughs> go guard my man. Who <laughs> left Buddy by himself? <laughs> <laughs> but since he's gone to GWS, he's become quite a smart player. And who fucking knew? Who knew? Yeah. Who exactly. I didn't pick that, especially with his brother, Reese. <laughs> Maybe got the Collingwood Club who was tapped straight into the Torrens, drinking that dirty <laughs> shit. Um I mean, after three rounds... Yeah, right. um, that's right. Terrence, fuck, yeah. Sydney are, are on top, but it, it is hard to tell with the, the ladder. I, I don't really look at the ladder until round six. No, I don't look at the ladder no. ever. Trust me, everyone else lets me know where Richmond are. 
Um, round six, I think, is about when you go, okay, you've played a third of the teams. You, you've got an idea then. So yeah. But still, you'd rather be uh, first than 18th at, uh, after three rounds. Yeah. Uh, on to the next one, Gold Coast versus Carlton. Um, you've got to say, Carlton for the third, uh, sorry, two out of three weeks have only kicked five goals in a game. But yep. they're showing heart again. Yeah. They're showing effort. Jeez, oh, if they're not throwing money at Wheatering now, someone else will. It's ridiculous how comfortable he looks. Yeah, isn't it? And look, especially when Backman takes so long to mature. Yeah. And this, like uh, a Backman who is smart decision making. No, a, a key position Backman. Yeah. 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 Uh, they are gold. They're so much harder to find and define than uh, a forward. But uh, gee, there will be every team and probably a few bloody VFL, maybe even NFL teams who are trying to get weedering on. Yeah. And I think with Carlton, they haven't been impressive at all like in regards to playing and win-loss, but you can still see the light there. The you effort's still there. still see that the effort's there and the squad's there. It's just very, very raw and you need to get rid of some dead wood. But obviously you need to have someone to replace the dead wood first. Well, so. before the Essendon um, players got banned, I don't think anybody expected more than two wins out of Carlton this year. Yeah. Yep. This probably hasn't changed that much. But I, yeah. I couldn't see where they'd lose. It's, it's going to be the most positive wooden spoon of their... Uh, existence. Yeah, I think if so. If it ends up that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just everything's going in the right uh, right direction. And it, it very well Except might end up that way. Line. Except and, the, the loss. Yeah. yeah. One good thing I liked was that they didn't put uh, Kurnow on a tag. Well, at least what I saw, did they? Yeah, uh, I, I didn't see it. Especially when you're up against uh, G. Ablett. Yeah. He's very just easy. destroying it yeah. well, this year. You talk about that, but uh, Aaron Hall. Oh, two last, weeks in a row. Last yeah. week he best on ground. Yeah. Now 40 disposals. You get 40 disposals. You deserve votes. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy. And most of those being kicks. Yeah. They're not just uh, cheeky back pocket handballs. I think I actually got the hot tip through Gaza that he was going to have a stand out year too. Apparently looked yeah. pretty good on the track. Yeah, well, he was going to get a go. He, he, actually, he has a bit of a reputation for... Uh, Campbell Brown said, training smart, which is code for does only what's <laughs> yeah. required and nothing, <laughs> not a step further. Follows Ablett. <laughs> so maybe he's you know come to the end of his... Uh, getting towards the end of his career. I think he's 33 or something like that. It's about that, yeah. So he's starting to look after himself a little bit better yeah. um, and, and doing what needs to, needs to do off the track. Uh, but it, it's good that you know, um, Gold Coast seem to have improved, improved everywhere. Yeah. Mm. Even yep. uh, Malcheski, who last year had a stinker. Yep. Sam um, Punk. I, <laughs> I can't think of a game where Malcheski stood out last year, but uh, this year he's been solid he, every he, game. He stood out for the wrong reason. Yeah. Yeah. In, in several games last year, and that was his problem. But this yep. year, extremely solid. Yeah. He, he's still not he's not the stage you uh, hope he would be, yep. but uh, he's, he's a contributor. I think yeah. I think it's okay. Yeah. Uh, as long I'm, as he stops trying to kick goals. Yeah. Um, Get Lynch, the fuck back there. Lynch is still looking like a towering strength up forward too marking everything well actually he dropped an absolute screamer but he took another couple of good ones yep what the fuck is with that a bloke that size that moves that well and did they just re-sign him as well was yes recently Bloody yeah the big so one you've locked him in that's a big, big one. contract um, Kate Kalashny as well I think he's been the best of the Kalashny 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 yeah I just went with, went with Kalashnikov yeah I shortened it Aussie that um, I think he's been the best of the two uh, another standout game for him did lots of effective things so uh, Adam Saad too Again. I thought jeez uh, he, he's having a great season so far you know what he, he's very much like uh, Waller for Essendon they both play the same style of games <laughs> and he's not black so I'm good I'm glad with that that works well 
but I think there was an injury to Rory Thompson, uh, which is going to hurt Gold oh, Coast a little bit. Mm. Um, they've still got uh, May down back, who's been solid, solid the last couple of years, but yep. um, that's just another option that they've uh, they've unfortunately lost. Was there one to Trent McKenzie as well? Yeah, he got his nose spread all across his face. Yeah, um, I only mention that because if you have a full game, you get one tackle as your stat, you're not playing next week. <laughs> yeah. But also, yeah. having your nose splattered across your face is kind of an injury you can be proud of. It looks good in the photos. Yeah, yeah. I, I did hear the uh, commentator saying, you know, oh, he'll be back out. No. Oh, he'll be coming back out. And then they, you <laughs> no. see when they pull the, the bandages off, oh, shit, his nose is pointing <laughs> 90 degrees the wrong he's way. I don't to, think he's coming anyway. He's off to Tom's rhinoplasty. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, I think the, the result went the way everyone expected it to. There's no real surprises there. No. Oh, look, I, I don't think the most um, ambitious... Collingwood, uh, Carlton supporter uh, would have expected no, much different. They're already checking out the, the TAC just to yeah, see who, who they can pick up. They've gone from Carlton Blues to Beyond Blue. <laughs> um, we move on to the Derby or the Derby. I don't know what they call it over there. I, derby, don't, I, I don't know. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, again, I think this has been one of the themes of this year. We've had three great rounds of footy. Yeah. Not always been the most skillful or prettiest to watch, but yeah. it gets forgiven when it's a tight result. Yeah, yep. or a, a tight score. It line. does, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, this I game agree. was shit. Yeah, for the first half, it yep. was just like Richmond Collingwood last last week. Yeah, that's, um, well, again, that's, that's a bit insulting to these guys. It, oh, it wasn't far off it. Um, Nat Fife has some of the worst kicks this year. I think if we took his ten worst kicks of his entire career, seven of them would be from the first three rounds of this year. Yeah, which you know begs the question: he has to be carrying an injury. Hundred percent, he is. Probably still got plates in his leg. Is that thigh thing that's going on? You can see that in his mind, he knows what he needs to do, but physically, he just can't do it. So it it seems like it's frustrating himself because you you go in the autopilot mode where you're in the moment and you know what he needs to do, but usually you can do it. But then he just doesn't work out. You're a step behind. You don't have that spring that you used to to have. The thing is, though, without Mundy and now without Sandlin on the side, you can't ice him for a few weeks and bring him back. No, they're never going to. I, no, I think that they need him out there. But you would have yeah. an option um, otherwise. But when you're zero and three, zero and three, and you're you know your ruckman and your other midfielders down, you can't afford to rest him, which you know, is sad because we're going to see maybe seventy five percent of what Nat Five can do, yeah. uh, rather than at his best. Which uh, when he's at his best, there's no one better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it is a little bit dire for uh, for Frio, but. Um, if they go, they got North Melbourne in Etihad this week. Yes, without Sandlands and Monday. Without Sandlands, so Sandlands uh, surgery, right? Yeah, you broken ribs, lung, broken ribs. Lungs. Yeah, so it's a good, it's a good, good while for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but think... it means we miss out on Goldie versus Sandy, the the rematch. Yeah, yeah. which, which is a shame. Um, as a North fan, it is disappointing because you want to see. Um, as a footy fan, you yeah, want to see that matchup. Yeah, that matchup because uh, Sandlands is the the best. Tap Ruckman because he's fucking 100 well, feet tall. He's the most unique. Yeah. And Goldstein's probably the best around the ground, uh, you know, as a mobile Ruckman. So you've got those two different styles of rucking. Um, but now we're not going to see it. Um, which, you know, is obviously a great advantage for North next week. Um, the second half picked up a little bit, um, thank God, because it couldn't go any down further. Yeah. Um, it was very tough to watch at times. But um, when it counted, I mean, West Coast just had too much class on the on the ground. Yeah, yeah. So, so what happens? They got a new stadium in Boot in Perth. Are they going to split their um, attendances between whatever they got now? Like, is going to be one's going to be West Coast, one's going to be Frio, no. or is one getting the ass? No, they're, they're not going to play at Subi anymore. It's going right. to be sold off to real estate. Developed. And I think it's called Perth Stadium. 
until yeah. they sell off the naming rights in a couple right. of years. Yeah, Clicking um, Ball Stadium. Clicking Ball Stadium, mm. yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we could keep the same logo on top. <laughs> <laughs> well, they go from the, the cock to yeah, just the balls. Just the balls. <laughs> yeah, we, we could do that. Fucking sailors. <laughs> um, but uh, West Coast, uh, two and one, but haven't looked convincing really no. yet. They haven't hit full stride yet. And to not hit full stride and be two and one says a lot about their potential. Yeah. Not for a full game, but there has been flashes where you're just like, holy fuck. That's about it. Uh, Lewis Jetta was useful at some stage, which was uh, unusual for him. Yeah. Kennedy, um, though, 1-4. It's Every it's one worrying. of those was gettable. Yep, of course it was. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think um, between Kennedy and Lacroix had uh, one goal seven uh, or one goal eight. Between the whole team, I think they 12 goals 20, so it's not impressive kicking. Not at all. Um, uh, I thought Elliot Yo had a good game after a pretty shit one uh, last week. Against the Hawks, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, there's a lot of room for improvement um, from West Coast. And we, we know they will. If you can have your bad month at the start yeah. and you still win two out of three games, yep. you, you're doing all right. On the flip side, if you're a minor premier from the previous season, you go zero and four. Which, it's, you know, it's I, I don't want to get ahead of myself because as an all supporter, you never do that. But... It's a very real possibility. Well, all I can say is I'm glad that uh, Rossi Lyon signed uh, his contract extension before the season started because if you're signing it right now, the, yeah. I'm saying they'd still sign him, yep. um, but the, the dollars might trickle down just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Substantially, one might say. And the good thing is he's locked up, so Richmond can't try and employ him. Yeah. <laughs> aren't, you, aren't you glad? Yep. Well, actually, that means nothing um, for Ross Lyon. <laughs> yeah. He'll find a way out. You look at the stats, and uh, every stat, West Coast won. Like, disposals, kicks, handballs. Yes, every Free stat. kicks, everything. Yep. Every um, stat, yes. It's very rare you get a team so thoroughly beaten in every category. Yep. Even interchanges. It's good. Ross Lyon could have won that if he'd have just thrown them back and forth a bit more. I think the last time that happened was my under-16 women's basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the uh, uh, kicks and speckies episode. on that one. To understand that one. Um Okay, so we move on to Sunday. And I can remember a lot last year. Sunday was the day where they threw the shit games. It just happened to be that the games on Sunday were very ordinary, um, either by design or by accident. But we've been treated to the best football on a Sunday in the first three rounds that I can ever remember. It has been so good. I've got to fucking disagree. This game nearly gave me a heart attack about (laughs) eight times. Okay, so we're talking about North Melbourne and Melbourne. And I paid the um, observation during the game that this was such a unique game because of the wind. We don't see uh, an end of the ground favoured by the breeze that often anymore because we don't have the open stadiums. So it, it was probably the game of the round, but it, because it was that, that spectacle, it was so like a cricket match. It was the, the pitch. <laughs> Very true. The, the pitch was different. It's like going to a, a bouncy uh, whacker. Wicket. I'll tell you what, though. When North went 42 points up, I thought, oh, dick's out. This is over. Yeah, exactly. And um, a lot of people did. And then it came back, and we were, <laughs> I think, 18 points down at the half. I'm thinking, fuck, not again. Well, it's the reason I say it's like a cricket match, because if you're going right of screen, so with the breeze, that's when you're batting. Yeah. So the idea is to just to contain them, and that's you know stopping them from getting runs. If you got a goal against the breeze, that was like a wicket. Mm. And that's how they're going. So at the end of it, in the third quarter, North had got the breeze. All they were doing was setting a target. Um, and uh, a target that Melbourne needed to to crawl back from. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, it took them until about halfway through the quarter to actually get above Melbourne's halftime score, which isn't what they wanted to do by any means. They wanted to smash it and have like a 10-goal lead, but uh, yeah, it just didn't happen that way. A lot of that was uh, Viney. He had some great runs from the middle. He has too, and I'll tell you what, who else this game suited was um, Hertia Lumumba, because yes. he's a... 
the criticism that we've had is a lot like Basha Hooli. So he had no man on him? <laughs> that helped. <laughs> but when they're going into the breeze, he is, uh, I'm going to run with this player. Yeah. I'm going to run, I'm going to run until I can't run anymore. And that's what you needed into that breeze because there's quite a few times where they've gone to switch and the breeze has just picked it and it's gone way back mm. and it's turned into a turnover. And even if you catch it, you've lost um, 30 metres. Yeah. With it though, the best matchup was Gorn and Goldstein. How good um, was it? Who, who won? Gorn, I'd say. Um, which is hard to say when Goldstein kicks 5 He's two. kicked 5. Um, but Gorn's Goldstein, had 60 hitouts. I thought Gorn won the ruck duel, as in around the ball, he was always finding his rovers. Uh, he had a sneaky back tap that always found either uh, Viney or um, Bernie Vince, those guys. As a ruckman, he beat him. But in a option up forward, Goldstein was always mobile, always running in. And maybe got a bit good to him, because I think he had four goals to the half. Um, no, four goals in the first quarter. Yeah, four goals in the first quarter. And they were good goals too. Yeah, he worked um, hard for them. So, yeah, Goldstein comes away with uh, five goals, uh, 38 hitouts, uh, nine in disposals. But I think Gorn actually had a, a coming-of-age day where less disposals with 18, but uh, 63 hitouts. That's monster. What do you mean less disposals? One less. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I mean, a he, less disposable. He's then employed to be a ruckman, which are few and far between to find a good one who can give you the dominance at the centre it, clearances. It's, it's so mm. weird. The, the two best players on the ground played opposite each other. Yeah. Like, I, either way, one of them's best on ground. And I, I actually I gave it to Goldstein only because I thought Max Gorn gave away too many free kicks. Oh, look, in he terms gave of gave away a lot. In terms of the whole game, yeah, Goldstein. But in terms of the who was the better ruckman, I'd say Gorn. And I, I don't say that lightly by any well, means. I'm going to say it's not often that Todd Goldstein gets done in the hitouts by 30. Yeah, he got absolutely smashed. But I, I'm assuming it was part of Goldstein's role that he wanted to play in becoming a forward option, uh, knowing that he could outrun Gorn, and he he did. He was an engine, ran all day, and uh, played his role. Now I don't play uh, fantasy footy or Super Coach or Dream Team or any of them, but quite often somebody picks up 40 odd touches and they lead the the fantasy points. Yeah. Jack Zebel, um, he got the most fantasy points. He only had 19 touches. Yep. It was because he had 18 tackles. Or, sorry, 19. 19 tackles. So 19 touches, yeah. 19 tackles. Equal record. Did uh, he get his, his shoulder thrown out oh, by yeah. um, Bernie Vince? Matter. Got quite a big bump from Bernie Vince. Did Vince get cited or not? Not for that, but he did oh, get good. cited for an elbow. Right. Um, and it's going to cost him a week. Yep. Which I thought he was almost unlucky because the force of contact wasn't enough to kill a fly. Yeah. But it was an absolute... I'm going to run an extra two metres mm. to give you this elbow in the throat. That's his role. <laughs> but it's so stupid. It's going yeah. to cost Melbourne a win next week. Well, uh, uh, we'll have plenty of people to blame for that that one. So. About that later. I, I don't know about that, but uh, we'll have a chat later. It's got a good chance for it. It's certainly possible. Um, but it was uh, such an interesting, fascinating game to watch. It was great. Um, and high scoring has nothing to do with that. Yeah. Although it does help. Well, it was fucking smashing. But uh, with the wind, seeing blokes, uh, especially Zeebel, on the run, he's a good couple of meters inside the square, the goal, uh, the center square, yeah. just launching it. And it goes through a goalpost height. It was a good 90 to 100 meter kick. He, it wasn't just him. It was everyone. All I need to do is pop this up in the air. It's going to take it through. Yeah. And again, uh, talk about uh, Brent Harvey's kick. He's aimed outside the point post and the wind has just hooked it right back in. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, it was cricket. He was bowling an outswinger. Um, and, and it was absolutely beautiful. It was such a, a different game to watch that made it uh, made it so good. Uh, move on to the other Sunday blockbuster, which is uh, the Bulldogs in Hawthorne. Um, I was nervous going into this one because I just couldn't see how the Bulldogs would actually lose. They had all the momentum going in, but there was one big out before the first bounce, and that was Easton Wood. Yeah, and that's that right. hurts. 
um, I think probably one of the most crucial players to the way that they play. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've got a few uh, other players that can pick up that sort of slack, but still it's a big out. But their, their back line have been good. Uh, so Adams was yeah. the... Third game. Stepped up. Marcus yeah. Adams. Yeah, played, played really well. Again. Yeah. other one was um, Johannesson, who's had such a, a great opening few rounds. Uh, was pretty much unsided. Um, well, I think... Uh, 17 possessions, which isn't bad. From, from watching the game, I think he had a little um, hair growth. So I think you've got to go straight back to the barbers. I reckon, yeah. The anti-Samson. Yeah. The anti-Samson, yeah. Yep. If he's not the advocate for shaving your head and just giving zero fucks, then I don't know who is. Okay, so... I heard one of the commentators say this is uh, the top dogs versus the hot dogs, um, which, you know, I'm sure he thought of that up a week in advance and was yeah. just sitting on it. It, just it sounds like a shitter it. thought. Yeah. Like you're on the shitter and you think of it. Yeah. And you should have left it there. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, it, uh, to me, you know what the real difference in this game was? The gold badges that Hawthorne have on their Guernsey. Yeah. Um, because the Premiers gets to wear the gold AFL logo where yeah. every other team is red. There you go. The Premiers get the gold logo until right. the finals. I think they, so, they lose it. So these Reebok uniforms. And I think uh, that's what intimidated the Bulldogs a little bit. They're like, oh my God, it's Hawthorne. Gold. And they were second-guessing everything else that they were doing. Yeah. Oh my God, it's the Premiers. And there was a lot of comments about the umpiring in the first half, or first quarter especially. It wasn't bad. It's just that all the 50-50 calls, yep. they all went Hawthorne's way in the first quarter. It certainly got made up later on. Yeah. Um, but it's, and I think maybe they were intimidated. I think on that note, it might have been the precedent set by the previous games where umpiring was pretty bad over the course of the weekends. But it wasn't, uh, umpiring was bad on individual calls, but didn't decide a game. Yeah, it never does. Yeah. It never does. Um, but, so I like to give him a kick in the teeth when they're down, but that is shocker, but it didn't decide any games. It's and, still uh, it was still an absolutely great game to watch. Yeah, it was sensational. Um, just to see, I, I, like, I agree with what you say, where when the Bulldogs had time to think, then they were a little bit second guessing themselves, but when it was in the first, first probably the first quarter and the first yeah. part of the second quarter, where Hawthorne really kicked three yeah. goals in real quick time. But when it's reactionary and they just turn the ball over and they've got a and they're free flowing in the forward line, they play yeah, amazing because yeah. they don't have to stop and think. It's all just you know, you're going with what you've trained. You reckon Sicily's still a couple of weeks away from looking like he's comfortable? He, at he's, level? he's almost yeah. ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost ready. A lazy yeah. three, and geez, he, three, he looked pretty slick doing it. I tell you, what, he, he was very quiet for the first yeah. um, three and a half quarters. But it wasn't just the the three that he kicked, or the ones kicked in the last quarter. Were they all in the last quarter? These three? I think so. Shit. Uh, the other stuff he done in the defense event was pretty was incredible. Uh, did some around the pack uh, work as well, plus taking that mark at the end. Well, I mean, the free kick at the end. taking that mark and kicking the the goal with I think there was 50 seconds left on the clock yeah. and it wasn't a gimme goal I mean yep. it's 40 out on a slight angle yeah um, but even one before clutch. that one before that where he it was putting back in front as well so you need that momentum swing because yep. it's all going Bulldogs and so he's done that and then come back and put the one in front that, that sealed it yeah I mean if Hawthorne had have lost this it was Gibson's fault I mean he only got 20 possessions what the fuck's he trying to do they did very well actually I thought Bulldogs exceptionally well coached um, and, and you could yeah. see it in a couple of ways one is they had to essentially tag Gibson yeah. because if Gibson's left to go and guard nobody and just get the ball and work into it he, he's such a a calm user of the ball yeah he is he yep. sets everything up he's got swag when he gets the ball he does doesn't he yeah the other thing they did was they looked after Jordan Lewis especially around stoppages because he loves to go third man up yeah. they made sure they didn't block him from going third man up yep. they put a body on him before he had a chance yeah yep. so the couple of times he did get third man up he was not in the position he wanted to be in. I don't actually understand why they call it blocking the third man up. 
I don't see why that should be a free kick. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think um, you should be not allowed to block the Ruckman, but third yes, man up, absolutely. Yeah, you, you take your own chances. You can't block the Ruckman, but by blocking the third man up, you're protecting your own Ruckman too. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think you know, there shouldn't be any third man up. I think you've got your two Ruckman and they're the ones that fight it out. I, I think the third man up should be allowed, but you should be allowed to give them a bit of a hide on the way in. No, I, I like it because a lot of the times it clears the pack. Yeah, that's true. Gets it out of the congestion. True. Um, and it's a skill in its own. Yeah. Um, and the other one was uh, Semi Mitchell at 18 touches to half time. Um, there was all the talk about do you tag him or not because he's, I think, seven games in a row with 30 touches or more. Yeah. Um, and the Bulldogs went, you know what, we're going to go head to head with him. We'll put our speedsters against you know, yeah. our legs versus his head. And at half time, 18 touches, they're going, you know what, maybe we'll tighten up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think they threw Dalhouse or, or Daniel to him. It's almost like coaches have a plan B. Across him. Yeah. Rotating across him. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, what was that? I missed that, Josh. It's almost like coaches will have a plan B to go to with plan A. <laughs> He's a smart man, Bevo. Yeah. He is. He yeah. probably even has a plan C. He's a fucking genius. <laughs> it turns out uh, that's kind of handy. Yeah. yeah, doing your homework as a coach. Fuck me. Will that take off? Um, so that was very smart. I mean, uh, Mitchell still ended up with 29, so that breaks his streak um, and was still probably one of the better ones on the ground, but yeah. um, they, they curbed what was uh, a best-on-ground performance. Um, yeah. from Instead, I reckon Caleb Daniel has got to be best-on-ground. That was amazing from the, the little fella. It was. Yeah, it was. He, was actually, everything. he, he played really everywhere. well. Everywhere. Yeah. He was everywhere. He was a little terrier. He, he was defensive. He was offensive. It was, it was fantastic. I was, was certainly offended. He was offended everyone. He was like, a, he was like <laughs> a, get his balls out. <laughs> a less angry helmeted Puopolo. He looks like Uriah, Uriah Faber with a headgear. Right? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> there was a, a moment there where I think he tackled Puopolo, and you're like, well, it can't be a low tackle. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're about the only two players that see each other eye to eye. Uh, I was very disappointed in Matthew Suckling. Usually when we give players away, they play shit. Or get <laughs> yeah, um, but he he went alright, kicked a nice goal too. He um, played well right at the end. And the other thing, even though Stringer got held one goal, which was very good defensive work by Stratton. Stratton, yeah, yeah. almost best on ground. I yeah. think Stratton. But I thought um, uh, his his ability to get the ball to the ground and allow the small forwards to be able to do what they do was good. A lot of times, uh, Stringers kick goals, which you look at me like that's a You're fucking a freak. freak goal. Yeah, yeah, you can't kick those every week. This is the week where he could kick those goals. Yeah. But he still did enough to give the small forward line, especially at the end mm-hmm. where Dowhouse came through, kicked that, that goal off the um, outside of his boot to yep. put him in front. Um, really good pack work uh, again. But, well, uh, Stringer had a quiet one, but he still had some level of impact. Like, he didn't disappear completely. Well, he, he, he forced contests and wasn't giving up easy marks for the defensive Hawks, which when you do that, they set up and they'll dominate you. Yeah, which is what you need to see in a forward. Like, even yeah. when you're having a shit day and it's not going your way, you're still a big yeah. body you do in that centers. area. Yeah. And he did. I think it shows the change in Hawthorne as well. They're not the dominant team that they were the last couple of years. Yeah. In that, in the last two weeks they've won, but their best player was a backman. Yeah. Because it was, Stratton was Hawthorne's best player. Uh, this week and Gibson obviously yeah. the week before I think it's like they've they've sort of they've progressed from the Chicago Bulls to the San Antonio Spurs yeah a little bit you've been like a champion too- team to a team that just does what does works what they got and does it well just having said that though Western Bulldogs had their chances I mean you kick 13-12 oh yeah yep. uh, versus 14-9 Hawthorne just a little bit cleaner a little bit better polish but uh, yeah. you look uh, at ball guys bounces like, another way you can look at guys like Jack Dun- Gunston for that too he is wasn't um, dominant but uh, some of the kicks, you know, set shots from outside 50 that yeah. never look like missing. Yeah. Mm. So reliable. And he's, um, done a, he's done a few games like that where he hasn't yeah. done a whole lot for the whole game, but when it's mattered, he's stood up and done what he needed to do. Doesn't look like an athlete, does he? No. But he no. just has that freakish... It's like something you take your taxes to. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's a, a pure footballer. He just knows where to run and when. Yeah. And he's just like, how did he get around me? Yeah. How did he do that? You just don't understand it. It's like a type of bastard that you know about it too. Um, unfortunately, I didn't watch the last half of this live because I had to go out to, to Jitsu. But um, when I heard on the radio the result and yeah. the Bob Murphy stuff, you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. See, I, I pretty much only watched the last half. Yeah. So it was incredible, incredible ending to the game. Um, really exciting. But Could just, have been anyone's the whole way. And when the Murphy one, you saw it. It didn't, and that's the worst thing is yeah, that it's straight away. You yeah. saw it and you go, "There's nothing in that." He's done his knee. Yeah, exactly. You look at him and he knows it. Yeah. Being old and, uh, and, and, and he's done that knee before. And look, if, really, if you shit. don't like Bob Murphy, you can get out. You're of not Australia. a nice person. Yeah, yeah. just you leave. We suck don't. My cock. We don't like terrorists. <laughs> I don't know. Better good at footy. Not if they don't like Bob Murphy or cricket. They're gone. Um, yeah, but yeah, there was no one who was happy about that. Uh, injury you just see I'm pretty sure even some of the Hawks players will be like oh no not Bob in the post-match presser um, uh, Beveridge looked so distraught like he just didn't want to talk about it let's talk about something else you're like he couldn't talk about but uh, he came out today and said I want him to play for another three years Um, which I think is just fantastic because um, he's one of those spiritual leaders that even Mm. on crutches he he can mean a lot to the club yeah um, so I'm not going to write the Bulldogs off just yet. Yeah, and he stayed there, so you always, mm. you know, got to always. reward that loyalty. It's Absolutely. good to see that being paid backwards as opposed uh, to just one way. I love that, you know, because as soon as he went down, they're like, oh, have we seen his last game or not? And he goes, I want him for another three. Yeah. Not just, mm. I want him yeah. to play next year. I want him to go beyond. Which, yeah. how much will that improve his recovery? Because you're always, if you're an older bloke and you've got a, an injury like an ACL, you're always thinking in the back of your mind, are they going to just, you know, get me right enough and oh, dump me? Do I want to go through this? Yeah. But if yeah. you've got a, a the coach saying, mate, we need you for the next three. Uh, we're 100% with you. We're, we're going to get you through this and get you on board for 2017, 2018. Well, it's, 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 about, help. it's about finding the positives, and that's one. The other thing is, if you're going to do your knee, this early means he can be right for preseason. He needs some Joe Rogan stem cells, though. He needs, <laughs> <laughs> he needs to go to Germany. Brain, needs some stem cells, needs some fucking cold... Ca- caveman coffee. Some, some cold rooms and shit. And a Squarespace <laughs> yeah. website. <laughs> and a flashlight. Uh, um. But look, you know, you, the other side, the Hawthorne side of this is that's three wars in a row that yeah. they've had. Yeah. It's kind of great on them, but uh, uh, it was good to see they got Shields back. And I felt they've shared the load across those three they've wars, had to. to be honest. They've had to. Yeah, but I feel like they've done that pretty well. I think, though, you say three wars, that's how the reigning Premier should be treated every match. Because every team yeah. playing them should try and test themselves against them. It's not how I want them to be treated, though. No, no, but um, as, a, as a team... It doesn't matter whether you go for Essendon, Melbourne, you know, North Richmond, whoever. Yeah, what if, if you go for Hawthorne? Well, then you want to see your team be, play the best every week, whatever. <laughs> but, um, you know, if, if, you're, if you're the backman and you're playing on, you know, a premiership forward, you want to make sure you've given a dickin' as much as possible. Well, let's see. We've won three in a row, so that's Rocky 1, 2, 3. So we're up to Ivan Drago. <laughs> so this year's our yeah. Ivan Drago year. Because we're like Rocky. We fought wars oh. in the ring. I say Ivan Drago, Russian. Uh, no, no. Essendon on drugs. I was going to say, Essendon's got Jamar, but yeah. So it's this is kind of like the, the Ivan Drago. Same coming the Tigers, up. man. We got marriage. I mean, he's not Russian, but he's close by. <laughs> close you know enough. I mean? yeah, yeah. We've got the attitude. Um, what happened to Taylor Jurea this game? Did he just go missing or? Absolutely not. He played, he played really well. Did he? Um, there's a few times where he's dived, you know, horizontal to the ground to make a spoil near the boundary line. Yep. Um, I've been so impressed with uh, how he's uh, he's come up. 
yeah. uh, the last two years. Oh, Show makers dialed the clock back too. Yeah, uh, not, in, not in a good way. <laughs> He's wound the clock back to when he was sad. Shit. That's so true. Um, he showed some end of last year. He, he was looking like he Taking was good marks. He was ready to bring it up, and oh, you know, and. <laughs> As bad as Roughhead being out was, it was like, well, he's got a chance now to really cement his spot and show us what he can do. And he has, just not in the way he, you he fucking sh- wanted. He, he did have a good moment or two. Like I said, I stood up for him <laughs> last week. He destroyed that banner. <laughs> <laughs> I stood up for him last week. I said he was unlucky. And this week he wasn't unlucky. He did it to himself a little bit. So all I can say is he's lucky that uh, Roughhead's not ready and neither is Spanger. Um, because at the moment, uh, Timmy O'Brien's our other... Uh, tall forward who kicked three or four in the VFL, but I'd still take showmakers over him. He's got to come good, right? He's got to. Well, I can't believe. Or am I just a hopeless optimist when it comes to showmakers? I don't know what Spanger's doing. I mean, you know, we've already had uh, Easter Easter's and then gone. Easter Monday, so he should have been risen and ready to go. Should be ready. I haven't heard a peep out of him actually. If I was being held out of the team by Spanger, I'd probably find another job. Spanger's a legend. Everyone loves Spanger. Yeah, that's true. But if, still... if he was out there, he would have healed Bob Murphy before the siren went. <laughs> I mean, while he playing was a legend, but you still hope you make the team for him. I think we're going to have a new rule, <laughs> I think, on this podcast, and that's no dropping names from Broken Hill. <laughs> no one knows who the fuck you're talking about. That's where our fan base are. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Thanks, Nan and Pop. Um, but no, uh, great game. And I think uh, even though uh, Bulldogs lost and lose their captain, I think that they can take the emotion from that and run with it. And next week, I, don't, I haven't looked at the draw yet. I think they might have Carlton. Um, they're going to come out firing, and I feel sorry for whoever they play next week. Well, that's yeah. the thing. The hashtag do it for Bob's already trending. Yeah, of course and it is. Fuck yeah, yeah like, Carlton. Uh, as much as you love having Bob on the field, as a, a motivator, you know, the yeah. situation they're in now, it, it's, it looks, it's not as good, but... Uh, you can yell like a motherfucker from the crowd. Yeah. Um, the last game, Geelong Cats versus Brisbane. Um, this was... Uh, Dangerfield's first foray in front of the home crowd. Um, Good and to he, see Mitch Duncan still alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and played well. He did. He played quite well. Um, so, so, dangerous. so he so he fucking should because he was knocked into this week from last <laughs> week. Yeah, he was already there, already there waiting. Um, look, Geelong did what you'd expect him to do. Uh, it's one of those games where there's nothing. I think we were spoiled for the Geelong game last week, which had all the highlights with yeah. the, the marks and the goals and yeah. the hit. And, and this and, week it was like, oh yeah, yeah this is going footy. Yeah, this week you're like, shit, nothing else to watch. It, so I watched along. It was hard after North Melbourne versus Melbourne, which was a cracker. Yeah. And then Bulldogs versus Hawthorne, which is a cracker. Yeah. And then this, which um, I, I think if anybody told you uh, before it even happened, Geelong won by 10 goals, you're like, yeah, yeah let's just call it off there. Hey, look, if yeah. there was a rerun of Iron Chef going on at the same time, uh, we would have been watching it. Depends. What was the secret ingredient? <laughs> like, Sweet. Yeah. If it, if, I was going to say, if it was seafood, like, like abalone, yeah, yeah. something, it's worth watching. Yeah. If it was capsicum, yeah. like, that's bullshit. Fuck I'm not that watching shit. that. Yeah. And it depends. Like Nakamura, like, yeah. he, he was always my favorite. Everyone liked Iron Chef Sakai. Really? See, I like he, Morimoto. I just like the way he said Sakai. Sakai. Yeah. Iron Chef Sakai. Um, no, I was always a Nakamura. Uh, yeah. guy I think I just like saying it yeah. um, and for some racist reason it reminds me of Sakuraba who was the Iron Chef French that was Sakai that was Sakai what was yeah. Sakai he yeah. was the Delacroix of that's right French cuisine yeah, yeah. something yeah. like that and there was Sakai. there was the Italian one that popped up every once in a while that only ever yeah. when they wanted an Italian yeah. one but the thing is he was like the fourth chef on that so he, yeah. he was yeah. on the main podium he had his own little one off the yeah. side he that rose his, up his own little yeah. uh, but it was like they couldn't be asked putting him in the main intro they were just like oh you've got a new one but no we're not reshooting and the, fuck uh, you, Iron Chef Italian like well I guess it's him this week then yeah exactly <laughs> I mean I, I've heard uh, Japan's famous for its Italian restaurants of course it <laughs> 
Uh, it was a great show. Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, so uh, Geelong won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Tom Hawk had a bit of a day. Yeah. God damn it. Is I'd rather still talk playing? about Nakamura, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this game, is just, it was always going to be a letdown, no matter what happened. And look, it, it was, and you, you really want to start looking for positive for, for Brisbane, but they didn't really have much. Ah, they, they went all right. They, they mean, did okay. Uh, they, they didn't do terribly, but... They've got they low expectations and they're living up to them. Yeah. Talker doesn't face them RP, so... They didn't threaten an upset. They didn't... Uh, Robinson, um, it was. Robinson. They didn't have oh, Robinson, sorry. a player who gave their op- uh, opposition player a, a dicking or anything. It was just... They were 75% across the board, as good they, as... They knew the result back. before the game had started. Yeah. Yeah. They'd accepted it. Um, so that does this for round three. So have a quick look at uh, round four and... Uh, give our tips for that uh, R- Richmond flying high over to WA um, you game to back your boys in oh we've got a good record against West Coast over in Perth <laughs> beat, beat Frio over there last year yeah that's not West Coast <laughs> no uh, no no we'll we put we, West Coast down for that we one we don't have a chance Josh no. you got West yeah, Coast I, yep. I, I would love to tip Richmond just because it'll boost my multi but it ain't happening uh, Essendon are hosting Geelong at the MCG. Is there a chance we see our first 100-point margin of the of the year? Entirely likely, especially in the big G. Um, um, Essendon are paying $13. For for what? To score? Yeah, I'd, look, you'd probably get that. But, um, oh, look, I, I don't think even the most diehard Essendon supporter is going to go to that ground hoping they win. They'll just be going there hoping there's a highlight. <laughs> they won't be going. They're not going to that <laughs> one. They're, they're going to phone this one in. Yeah. Uh, look, I think this game is probably one of the two... Hard- Actually, this game and the Suns-Brisbane game are the two hardest to pick who you're going to have as captain in your supercoach team. <laughs> you're going to rack them up. Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, uh, who, who do you take, Selwood or Dangerfield? Da- well, Dangerfield or Ablett is what I'm going for. So, no, See, I reckon... See, Hall could be a tricky one because he's beaten Ablett the last two weeks. Yeah, I don't even my team, though, so... Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> makes the trouble, then. Yeah, I brought in Parker instead of Hall this week, so... Okay, so I, I reckon if... If you're a betting man, uh, how much start would you handicap? Would you give Geelong eighty? Yeah, yeah. The margin will be somewhere around that region. See, I, I reckon eighty is a safe bet. I, I'm not going to bother doing that. Look, I think you you do the Chinese bidding. And if you're going to bet with someone, you start off at eighty and say, "I'll give you eighty lead." Yeah, and see well, where they go. The, the line's at sixty-two. So. Yeah, and that's, that, that's, that's value. Generous. Yeah, jump on it. Uh, Hawthorne yeah. make their first trip to Tassie for the year to host St Kilda. Uh, and I think Rui there. and uh, McCartan are both uh, lined up to play, said Richardson. Ooh, see, St. Kilda played awesome when both of them sit on the bench. <laughs> so <laughs> That could be the problem. I think you should just give those two a rest and see how they go. Why not? I think the, the danger for St. Kilda is they're so excited that they got up over Collingwood last week. You, you don't want to rest. Like we saw Essendon got excited because they got their win yeah. and then uh, didn't really turn up the next yep. week. I think St. Kilda will turn up. I think it'll be a great first quarter until Hawthorne go, all right, all right, stop fucking around. We're going to play now. And if, they'll just blow them out of the water. Yeah, if Hawthorne kick the first five like they did against the Bulldogs, I don't know if Saints can pull it back. I don't think they will either. So if they've yeah. got to run them, run them early. Yeah. Well, it's, again, we're talking about the Tassie stadiums. It's one of the few stadiums we play Open. in where the weather matters. Yeah. Um, so we could see, you know, if there's a massive breeze or a bit of rain or something going on, uh, it could make an interesting game. Brisbane Lions hosting Gold Coast in the Q Clash. Um, this is one of the ones where Gold Coast Suns should absolutely take care of this. Yeah. But the old Suns could drop this. Yep. No, I'm see, not picking them, but... I, I can't see Brisbane doing it. They, they haven't shown anything this season. Yeah. So I, I can't find myself backing them. 
have to agree with you. So between them and Carlton, who were both zero and three, Carlton have shown fight each week. Brisbane, well, they kicked a hundred points in the first round. Yeah, but they were never. They've never looked like winning. Yeah, Carlton has players that other teams want to draft. I don't think Brisbane can say the same. Do you mean well, draft or see, Brisbane has uh, players that other steal. teams just expect to walk in? Yeah. yeah, see, I think Brisbane have lots of trade bait. <laughs> you could do um, a really but, good clean out with. That's not the high problem. value. <laughs> Uh, Carlton uh, <laughs> playing the Bulldogs at Etihad Stadium. I'm scared for this game because um, Bulldogs are just, they're going to be so ferocious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easterwood comes back. Um, they'll uh, they'll be challenging um, Geelong for the highest score of the round. And I think Geelong will get them. But uh, Bulldogs are going to put on a big margin here. I mean, the only danger is Bulldogs play on a motion too much and end up keeping away free kicks left, right and centre. But then Carlton's left to survive yeah. after half time. So... If you're a Carlton supporter and you turn up, fair play to you because you've uh, showed you support your team in through thick and thin. <laughs> Hope you stay and suffer, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and then I uh, think match of the round. Oh, easily. Adelaide yeah. hosting Sydney. Yeah. Look, oh, um, my God. Adelaide did drop the first round to North, but they're a definite uh, finals contender and they're playing some hey, attractive footy. If not for Sydney, Adelaide are the form team of the competition. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look, you can't underestimate the power of that crowd. One sort of crowd now that Adelaide Oval makes a huge difference. And they've been waiting five long years for Tippett to come back. Yep. So, look, I'm going to tip the Crows this one for what... You wouldn't call it an upset, but you'd say it's... uh, Wouldn't be the the odds-on favourite, would it? Uh, No, they're not. Swans are favourite with the the bookies that we're looking at. Only just. But um, I'm... Adelaide... Adelaide, I think Scotty Thompson in the middle has been dominating, but Parker, for me, um, like we said, the best player going around at the yeah. minute. I think the the midfield uh, for for the Swans are going to get him over the line. Yeah, look, I don't want to see Scotty Thompson have to be accountable for some of the best best yeah. midfielders in the league as well. Well, we'll know exactly where Sydney stand after this and next week they play uh, West Coast. Um, it's Great very, two weeks for them. Oh, it's very likely they'll be at the top of the table after that. If um, they're five and zero after that, Premiership favourites. Yeah, without yeah, a doubt. In that same, well, they they'll probably be on top because in that same round, uh, North and Gold Coast play each other. And if they both teams get through this round uh, with a win, which we expect they will against Brisbane and Frio, respectively. Um, it's two winless teams. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, so North and Gold Coast are playing each other. Um, Sydney will be clear on top. That's a battle of who gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving to Sunday, which has turned up good footy so far, like we said. Uh, GWS hosting Port Adelaide. Very interesting game because both teams are one and two. Both teams are a small running running games as well. Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah. Out of the two of them, though, I think GWS are playing the better footy. Of course they are. I think they're more physical as well. You've got Mumford, Absolutely. you've got Shaw, and you've got well, Shield. That's very telling, too. I think Mumford is going to dominate Lobb. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. Although I thought that was going to happen in Sydney as well, and it didn't quite happen to that degree. Yeah. Um, which means he might be angry. Yeah. And that's scary. Well, yeah. The, the player that will decide this for me is Shaw. Because... Um, Port Adelaide give you plenty of chances to rebound out of your they back do. line. They yeah. do. And if Shaw can make smart decisions and find his runners, oh, they're going to be so attacking from yeah. uh, counter-attacks. That's true, because Port's forward pressure, not last week, but before, was actually very, very good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, someone like Shaw is that smart head that thinks their way through those situations and doesn't uh, succumb to that pressure. Mm. Collingwood and Melbourne at the MCG. Um in round one, I talked myself into backing Collingwood against Sydney for some stupid reason. <laughs> I think I've done it to myself again. I've talked myself into backing Collingwood against Melbourne because Bernie Vince got rubbed out at the MRP. So if he gets off, I'll back Melbourne. But assuming he accepts the one match, yeah. I'm going Collingwood on this one. See, I'm, I'm backing Melbourne in just because 
Gorn and Biney um, and Nathan Jones. Those three guys, I think, are going to just have a massive, massive game, especially Gorn. Um, his rucking capability was the best I've seen in a long time against Goldstein. Yeah, he, he killed him, and uh, Brody Grundy is no Goldstein. That's who he's up against next exactly. week. Exactly, and if look, if you've got a, a ruckman that can find rovers, which shouldn't sound like a, a revelation, <laughs> but it fucking is. The amount of ruckmen who go, I'm just going to whack this fucking thing. But uh, for whatever reason, Gorn seems to talk to his rovers, telling where he's going to put it. The back line for Collingwood has been their weak point uh, recently. Like Even Frost got dropped, I think, last week. Um, so if Pedersen and Jesse Hogan has a day out, and Jesse Hogan needs a day out, um, it's going to be interesting, but it could be an old demon that gets in their way with, if Jeremy Howell's floating across half-back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I think I'm going for Melbourne on the basis that Collingwood are still holding on to a lot of injuries, so they could be uh, tired a lot earlier than uh, young Melbourne squad. So could be. I'm Pen- back in Penalty. Melbourne just because Ruse versus Buckley. I think Ruse will have plans, and Buckley will just turn up and hope. Um, Pendlebury, I reckon, might have a little niggling one as well. He doesn't look 100%... Um, to his abilities but yep. he's still you know racking up good numbers but I, I speak of that Petraka should be back this game shouldn't he with his fucking toe he's got he, a basketball background yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately he's coach yeah. Hasey's basketball background um, the final game for the round is North Melbourne hosting Frio and geez, Frio don't win this they're in trouble they're yep. in real trouble and it's great well I think um, the stat that was thrown around was only one team in the modern era has gone 0-3 and three and made finals that was North Melbourne in 07 and they didn't really do much after that um even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. They got flogged by 100 points in the first round. Yeah. No one's gone zero and four and made finals. And look... Well, to, to quote the Princess Bride, you're only saying it's impossible because nobody's done it before. Yeah. But yeah. uh, without Sandilands and, uh, you know, if he's out... A big guy generally takes longer to heal, and generally uh, a cracked rib is about four to six. So let's, let's say let's go with that. Yeah, let, let's say six. And you know that hurts. he's a he's a big bloke who doesn't really need to spend a lot of his time running. So maybe he can come back in when he's not, you know, quite feeling it. But imagine the ruckman will be testing him out. But um, yeah, if if Frio end up zero and four, their season's kind of it, it's it's on the back fucked. foot. It's on the back foot. Carrying injuries too. Carrying injuries yeah. too. Um, so, but th- these are the kind of games that North Melbourne can drop. This is very true, which uh, it always worries me when we're favourites, which again, we evidenced uh, last last week against Melbourne. Uh, going on form, North should have gone in there and given them a fair fucking hiding by 10 goals. As it was, the, you could say they got lucky in oh, the end. Shit. Overwhelming favourites too. Yeah, coming in, uh, three are a three to, <laughs> three to one to win. <laughs> 
Free at free at three twenty is a good bet. You should get on it. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually thought about it. Well, bef- chucking in a multi. All right, that'll do us for round three wrap up. And uh, like we said, always say hit us up on Facebook, Twitter at Clicking Balls. Yep. Um, you can find all the links clickingballs.com. Clicking We're on SoundCloud too, so uh, yep. get on SoundCloud, follow yeah. us on there. Yeah. Do a like, do a rating, do an yeah. email, you know, whatever you do like. Do a send money. Be a social media. Yeah. Um, and have a look at the uh, Kicks and Speckies episode we put up last week. And uh, if we get enough feedback from it, we'll keep improving it. and Get some guests on for it. Get some guests yeah. on for it. Yeah, we've, we've got a few in the pipeline. As in, I've sent them emails and they haven't responded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. See you next Tuesday. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.